This is Dr. Tar. Hundred. Oh. <laughs> and this is Professor Befuddled Feather. Uh, and this is the Midnight Gadfly uh, Meandering. This is Dr. Head pausing. <laughs> More and, water, Dr. Head. <laughs> and this is Bong, Bong, the blue fez, who seems to be the only one not pondering. <laughs> We've been pondering for hours. Catch up. I'm so worn out from pondering. I pondered twice last night. Oh, see my sock. I need a smoke after my pondering. <laughs> Yes, ladies and germs, this is the uh, Air Force 100th episode. And you are listening to Unsane. Okay, now it's the hundredth episode. Okay, ostensibly the hundredth. Um, and boy, right. we've been just going for a hundred and actually a hundred and one, because because of the weird one. But a hundred episodes, Although not a bad not a bad feat for a bunch of people just sitting around talking about movies and pop and unpop culture. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey. This is actually our 103rd episode in recording order. Um, but <laughs> hey, time slip. Yeah, exactly. Go, oh, you stole my joke. Sorry, oh, man. <laughs> You're too slow. <laughs> On the time slip. Gotta get that pacing going, man. He's a man on pause. That's right. Okay, we'll time slip. We'll set it up again, and you can get the joke. <laughs> Yeah, you can only do that once a day. <laughs> All right. So, the 100th episode. All right. Man, 100 episodes. We've talked how, about a lot about of movies. Episode? We've talked about a lot of movies through these, and we've talked about so many movies in 100 episodes or less than, uh, you know, 99. <laughs> um, it, we couldn't Nine. even tell you what we talked about. We, we might talk about something on the 100th episode that we talked about on 54 or 36 who knows that's the beauty of podcasting into the ether podcasting without the net you pod people <laughs> we don't get to say podcasting without a net right that's true you got that's illegal you need that's right not since the siegfried and freud laws of 2012. Then you got to measure their shells and throw them back if they're too small. <laughs> but you know, going back, thinking about what are some of the episodes that we talked about in the past? We talked about the Greasy Strangler. We that did. was a slippery subject, too. Well, hey, and if you like that movie, you got to watch Fingers from like 2019, 2020. Um, that's that's an odd movie. movie. It yeah, is, that's... but it's it's very good it's it it's, reminds, uh, it's on it's on amazon prime but you have to run it yes well yeah or if you have shutter then you get it 
you know, mm. that that service. Oh, does it? Okay, I didn't know yeah. that. Oh, okay. I um, have Shitter, which is like lower grade movies. <laughs> Little Same lower, thing. Lower. Yeah. Wait, do you yeah. pay for that? <laughs> oh, oh <yeah>. yes. <laughs> so does everyone else too. <laughs> oh, I'm paying. That's right. Totally that was paying. a diverting uh, topic. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a really subtle joke. I'm sorry. Yeah, some of the other other episodes. Um, what are like some of your favorite episodes that you either listen to or uh, been a part of? Wait, we're recording these for, for me. <laughs> oh wait, for I gotta me? hit. I gotta hit record. Just kidding. <laughs> for me, Professor Feather, it's been every fucking one. Oh, I don't think everyone. What is this, an Oscar speech? <laughs> I don't think it was everyone, but... This is a Noscar speech. <laughs> Noscar. Yeah, no scar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All our scars. Well, we have had some pretty pretty bizarre uh, pretty bizarre episodes in the past, that's for sure. And the, and the present. Interesting things. Yeah. Yep. And in the present. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I well, I always enjoy listening to us because I'm it, our our comic genius never thrills ceases to thrill me. But uh, <laughs> I think my my first the, my first episode that I was on, I think it was probably my favorite when we did Shin Godzilla. Um, yes, and that's because we were all hanging out at the hotel and and right. doing our show and stuff, and we had some of the best pizza that we've ever that's had. That's true. Oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Right. So I think that. That one, and that was just, a pretty good episode too. It was, yeah, yeah it was good, you know. And just, uh, I think that might be one of my favorites. But you know, the only ones. No, that was a lot of fun. It was. Yeah, the only ones that are my favorite are the ones where the recording actually worked well. <laughs> I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like we did early on. We did uh, uh, Blade Runner and Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and then with the advent of. Uh, Dr. Head and Blue Fez coming on board, we revisited those movies and we did a podcast about those two movies. And in my opinion, that podcast was vastly superior to yes, the first one. Absolutely. Um, it was, no, it really was. Everybody, yeah, everybody's it, it contributed extremely uh, good points and it was good observations and a very good podcast. Um, so I remember those two. And I remember the original. The original is okay, but we didn't do justice. To 2049 in the original right i think we'd all just watched it and hadn't really assimilated we just watched it and we just watched it yeah and right. and then you know upon re-watching you know and giving a little bit of time and i think you know and then with and i will say this every time you know mark uh, dr head and john blue fez adds so much to the story yeah. to the to the to the podcast you know we, it was one of the nicest things that's happened in the last hundred episodes is bringing you two on board that's been a, a real shot in the in the, uh, in the arm of unsane radio and and i appreciate it. and i i thank you and nobody can see this but tar's crying <laughs> in his beer. well i'm happy I'm happy to be here, and I'm glad that, that everyone's having a good time with 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 the new kids on the block coming in, and uh, new kids, you know, <laughs> yeah. special guest host to full time. I was like, I bought a diary just so I could write it in there. Your diary today's my first day. 
Hey, no, but, I believe no, it I, happened I to me today. It. it was for me. It was just being able to catch up and see all. He guys. finally asked me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one. Uh, let's be know, fair. And then just, and then, yeah. Let's be fair. Let's, we asked our only two listeners to be part of the podcast. <laughs> How many accounts I have downloading this? Yahoo called me and said, Mr. Mr. Justice, you know, you've got 2,000 Yahoo accounts. I go, yeah, I know. I got to use them all. Speaking of listening, said, I'm going to do a shout out. I'm going to do a shout out to my friend uh, who listens to us faithfully every week. His name is Josh Smith. Um, Josh, this episode is dedicated to you, buddy. Wait, do we have to make him a host? Chaos Reams. Rate Reams. <laughs> Chaos reigns supreme. Josh will get that. <laughs> we we can fit another window on the screen, right? Now. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, what are some of the genre-specific things that you want to promote on on this uh, channel? Like maybe other horror hosts, or hmm. even just like channels. Like I I watch a bunch of different. Um, they're not necessarily horror hosts. But they're channels that are kind of uh, associated with it, that, that they put out content, whether it's like reviews of movies right. uh, in character um, and that kind of stuff. Well, I, you know, I, you know me, I'm going to talk, I'll talk ad nauseum on this subject. Um, I would like to, you know, recognize Eerie Late Night, which slash Monster Channel, which right. will eventually become Monster Channel. Um, but I, I, you know, I want to give a shout out to them and also to the Vortex, uh, Sluggo and, uh, you know, Rigor, fr <laughs> Freezer Mortis, <laughs> Rigor Mortis. Fre Freezer Mortis and, you know, um, uh, yeah, Sigmund Zoid, those people, you know, their channel is really good. Go there. They do what we're doing a lot as tar and feather riffing. You can go into the chat rooms and riff right along with everybody else. Um, it's it's usually a, a chaotic joy, just a big mess, but it's usually pretty fun and entertaining. You can do that on both uh, Eerie Late Night and on the Vortex, and and it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of good people in the chat rooms um, that are spot on and have a good time, and everybody there is just to have fun. And if you want to just have a good time and have some fun and hang out with other people watching B-movies, go to those channels. And they show, both of them show, multiple horror-hosted movies. Um, there are, a, you, there's a stable of horror hosts out there. Let me tell you, from the time that we've been around and a little before us, it's still going up until modern day. I just saw a new person a couple of days ago that that was their first show. You know, so they're, but th those are some that you know you talk. You know, we don't talk about them very much, and they're they're all part of the horror host community, which uh, which will be featured, by the way, in an upcoming podcast called Mad Science Radio. This will be horror hosts coast to coast, nothing but horror hosts. So if you're interested in what's going on in the world in the past in horror hostery, or in the present, or even some things that's going to be happening in the future, uh, tune into that. It should be uh, debuting here in the month of March. And we'll uh, plug it a little bit more here, but it is terrifically only horror hosting. And there we go. Future There's my like plugs the, for the day. Well, and I would add. In the future. No, no, wait a minute. One other plug. I'm sorry. Gunga Jim, who is one of our favorite 
people. We love Gunga Jim. We did an interview with Gunga Jim, uh, which is on an early podcast. I, that was an ex, that was an excellent podcast that we did talking about earlier ones. And Gunga Jim is a horror host out of Southern Indiana that that travels to the beat of his own drum. He's not related to anything else. He, you can't see his films other than to go to his website and watch him or order him. But I'm telling you, there's some of the absolutely hilarious stuff you will ever see. Gunga Jim is one of the funniest guys I've ever met. One of the wittiest and just, and, and a super good guy. So, okay, I'm done with my plugs. I've got his complete collection <laughs> on DVD. So, hey, yeah, there he's good go. stuff. Um, also weird sister radio is that oh. yeah and uh peninsula of horror so if you want to be as offensive as you feel like being go to the peninsula of horror they will welcome you and it is <laughs> fucking hilarious um they are that's hilarious good. they are they yeah. are fucking hilarious they are absolutely uncensored and it's and you're right i i forgot about those good call midnight gadfly so you gotta go right to the tip of the peninsula. And Weird Sisters right. Radio. Um, if if you don't, the Weird Sisters like, like the tip. If you like uh, prog rock, um, the Weird Doc, uh, Evil Doctor Toad, Evil Doctor Toad has a show. Right. That's a progressive rock show. Um, it he plays. I'm a big progressive rock fan because I've been around you know music for eons, and I've really liked progressive rock. So. A lot of the stuff he plays, and I'll go, he's on, um, I think, Sunday nights or something like that. And you can look it up, go to weirdsistersradio.com and you can find out. But anyway, he plays stuff that I've never heard, you know. He's privy to a lot of European uh, prog rock that I wasn't, you know, wasn't aware of, which is great. I mean, I love hearing all this. Oh, and it's all old. A lot of it's from the 70s, 80s, you know, I mean, even late 60s, you know, on up. But um, Evil Dr. Toad. Dr. Toad show. Um, really good. And yeah. then uh, Molly Folders. Decay. Molly Decay, that's her name. Yeah. Um, she does really good retro, uh, a retro radio show. That's that's excellent. And also, these, those two shows on this channel, there is a chat room. You can actually chat while these while you're listening to the music and talk. And, and the chats are, if you're into music, the chats are great because almost everybody in there has some knowledge of what you know what's being played or other musical genres that's that's absolutely great if you like if you like that sort of thing if you're into music okay so full disclosure feather and i are getting paid for these promotions and you guys aren't <laughs> get your own goddamn sponsors ah, what do you guys been watching that you want to promote or that you think people should watch oh hey blue fez i got a text from him he's frozen yeah, I thought he was just being snide. I did too. Blue Fez. Fez. We lost nope. Blue Fez all of a sudden. It says the transformer on our street just blew. Our power is down. We can just keep talking. We just make mm -hmm. content, you know. Um, yeah. So then, since I called out Blue Fez, and he's uh, temporarily unavailable. Yeah, he's uh, not post-human anymore. Um, how about Doctor Tar? Who are some of your favorite horror hosts, whatever that you would like people to go out and watch? I don't have much to promote. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the show, Tar. I'm sure Sally Zombie would appreciate guys... that. Yeah, or Mistress Peace Theater. All right. <laughs> Billy Zabubba. Bubba Zabubba Bubblegum. 
It puts a lotion on the okay. boob. Well, 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 Dr. Tar ponders that, that, that most important and, you know, very deep-seated question. Dr. Head. What? You have the floor. <laughs> what do I want with it? I've got my own. Uh, you know, I, I want to promote uh, Project Moonbase. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, we've got some new horror hosts uh, in, in our area, and, and uh, I want to give them a shout out. The Big Bad B movie um, and Saturday nights. And, on TV. Uh, on TV, yeah, on w, uh, on the CW network. Uh, or out of Cleveland, it was the old Channel 43. And they're playing a... Um, <clears throat> You know all the all the classics that you would want to see on a horrible bad movie night: Attack of the Giant Leeches, She Devil, you know, from Mars or whatever, you know. And uh, free. <laughs> yeah, and it's free, and, and they're doing classic bits. It's just like the they 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 grew up in the Cleveland area, so they are well soaked. All the Cleveland horror hosts that have been there have soaked into them, and um, the history of Houlihan and Big Chuck, and then Big Chuck and Little John, and well Gilardi, and then the Google and. Super host, I mean everybody. Um, so they they make good nods to them, and they're generally funny. So, shout out to the Big Bad B movie. Hey. Check them out. Funny. Question: cool. Are they live or is it pre-recorded? It's pre-recorded. Okay. Yeah, just it's curious. Like a two-hour show. Yep, yep. All the skits are there. They do have a uh, yeah. Um, I don't know if they do anything live, but they have a presence on Facebook and easy to find them. Who who does the live performance in Cleveland? The mummy and the monkey. The mummy and the monkey. Yeah, monkey. And that they're two of our favorite people. We've uh, we've gotten to know them a little bit. They're they're extremely nice, and they come across on their show as as extremely just nice and lovers of what we all do, you know, and the movies that we play. We all make fun of these movies, the B movies, but you know we. We obviously love them, so you know it's, right. it's all part of our our culture and what we what we like and what, you know even though we make fun of them, you know it's still that's that's the way that, that you, it goes. I know it because of the sheer amount of shit you remember about these shows, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> but that's like, yeah. There's but the, you know, um, we could talk about one of uh a shout out to one of um midnight gadfly's favorite youtube channels uh um sam the cooking guy <laughs> to, to you know here we go this is you know shoot. this this show unsane radio is supposed to be pop and unpop culture you know that doesn't just necessarily have to mean the science fiction horror b movies it actually means anything that's that's kind of significant in pop culture uh, in the past or in the present, you know, and right. or unpop, right? Um, yeah, and um, YouTube and YouTube, all of the channels on YouTube, that's a pop culture phenomenon, you know, unto itself, um, and a very interesting one, I think. You know, the amount of material and information you can glean just from YouTube uh, videos and channels and what people do. I think it's just brilliant, you know. Um, I spend a lot of time on YouTube because I, there's just so much good content and some really bad content that I appreciate because I like bad movies, so I like bad content sometimes too. So there you go, you know. Well, and I was thinking of some um, 
ancillary shows, and these are both shows that um, I discovered on the Vortex. Um, one is Screaming Soup. Um, mm. You should definitely go watch Screaming Soup because they have a whole, they do movie reviews that are like this rapid fire, I don't know, he writes this stuff and clearly just like slams through it. But he also has an almost... Uh, I don't know what style it is. It's an animated episode-to-episode um, uh, animation with these different characters. Um, and it's so funny and so good and so well-produced. Um, and he's been doing it for, like, four seasons, five seasons. Um, but uh, these are great. You, and, you, and you should watch them from the beginning. Because there's an overarching story with all of the characters and the fact that he does all this animation his, on his own. And he, he does the narration um, and he sings the song at the beginning, which is really funny. Um, so I would see him. And then there's also, I'm trying to think of the channel, but he does a show, oh, Stitched Together Productions. Um, he does three or four different kinds of movie reviews uh, boots to reboots um, so he's talking about like movies that are remade and whether it gets the boot or not um, and his editing and acting and all that kind of stuff he's great I, everything he does is just really well produced and thought out and stuff um, and entertaining I, I, good information I, you know I learn a lot of stuff about these movies and he has these different characters that are just nuts. He would be great in a cell uh, at the asylum. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also like uh, Sicko Psychotic. Um, yes. Uh, he's, he's got some, he's like the Pee Wee Herman of horror hosts. You know, he's got these, these uh, puppet, uh, you know, sidekicks and stuff that are pretty good. Um, and I'm trying to think, uh, uh, Uncle Eerie, who used to be on a few years ago. You can see his stuff on YouTube. Um, I don't know. Is there anybody else? Anybody? Can Vincent Grimley. Vincent Grimley. Yeah. I mean, to yeah. get into the horror host thing. and Oh, there there are so many. I mean, right now there there is a, a lot of horror hosts. I mean, we got to mention uh, a guy who, who has been kicking them out every week, man, like uh, as way more regular than I am these days. And it's uh, Bobby Gammonster. Oh, yeah. yeah. Every week he has a new episode and it, without fail, you know, and just he just keeps putting them out and putting them out. And he's obviously a lover of what he does yep. and of the genre. And, you know, you got it. You got to give that a lot of a lot of uh, credit there, you know. Um I mean, I could go. That's why I said this is a topic I, because, you know, as I said before, we're go, we'll be launching, you know, Mad Science uh, Radio, which is going to be interviewing horror hosts and, uh, and then talking to other people who may have experienced horror hosts from the past who are no longer here. So, you know, we'll have a kind of a combination. But as I, I will reiterate, every episode will be totally horror host or movie host. Um oriented that's that's the whole object of the channel um, it's gonna be fun I'm, I'm looking forward to to uh learning about a horror host that i've never you know seen got to got to participate 
Yeah, it'll be and it'll be fun to to, to yeah. just talk to a lot of different horror hosts and there's yeah. a bunch of them out there and a bunch of good ones. Like, like oh yeah, yeah. And but that's you know I don't know what else to say. So, what have you guys been watching? Uh, let's, uh, Doctor Head. Uh, I've been watching The Boys. Finally got around to watching that. Um, I, I I I had read part of the the comic book years ago and I thought oh this is just fantastic and so I'm really really enjoying that um so yeah the boys and uh what else oh uh letter Kenny letter Kenny's a pretty goofy uh comedy on uh on Hulu so yeah that's that about what's Never it heard about of it? no I don't, I don't remember no it's it's uh, <laughs> it, it's it's kind of like the uh this the centers around a group of friends, a couple, a brother and sister. The, the brother, the guy, is like the strongest, most toughest kid in the town. Um, and they're, they're. I think, I, th I think it's a Canadian show, but I think it's supposed to be, take place in like Minnesota or something or Iowa. <laughs> uh, same I don't thing. <laughs> yeah. Once you get over there, it's all the same. Um, and it, they're kind of. The, the humor is it's juvenile rapid fire juvenile I'll say that it's silly and uh, you know there's this like competing groups there's a hockey team and then um, that these guys are trying to be uh, like the badasses and then there's a lot of fighting and farting fart jokes and they it's like when they hit it onto a joke they'll do it 10 different ways until they say okay we've done everything we can with that and then we'll move on it's just a weird funny show takes a couple episodes to get into it but i'm liking it is right. it anything i mean is it anything like trailer park boys <sighs> there in kind Some of I, did, I, I gave that one a watch i actually i needed to watch more of that because i after a couple episodes i was like oh, i'm not into this but it's probably you'll probably see a lot of similarities yeah that's what yeah. i'm guessing so yeah so that's what i'm watching there's a few other things but the the boys. Well, stand, what's your stand. take How on do the, you boys? Like the boys? Hmm? How do you like the? Oh, I love it. I, I, it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm, it's just such a great premise, anyway. And um, you know, they're doing so much that's been very faithful to the comics, and uh, but allowing it to kind of go on its own method. But I, I love it. I think it's the idea of this superheroes hired by a corporation and making money from their image and likeness. This, this rampant kind of capitalism on steroids, you know, making money at all costs and, and projecting the, the numbers and being trending and, and creating this packaged product. Uh, I, th I think it's a brilliant way of handling, you know, these heroes. I, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. And yeah, the, the, the harassment part, you know, the, of it is, you know, very topical, you know, mm -hmm. uh, for the, for the time. And I think that's good. I never read the comic. So all I, all I've ever seen or experienced is the movie. So, uh, or the TV show, I'm sorry. And yeah, I, I really like the TV show. I like all the, I like most of the people, I won't say all of them, but I like most of the people in the, in the TV show a lot. Yeah. Yeah. The TV I like, show. I like, I think everybody in that TV show, yeah. I'm thinking of the umbrella Academy. I'm sorry. There's a few people in there I don't like, but in in the boys I think I like everybody, yeah, pretty well. And I thought that was a, a, a yeah, I think it's a really good series. The TV show's way better than the comic. 
I, you know, that's my opinion. Um, I got burned out on the comic pretty quickly. Um, they've gone, uh, I don't know. They've got more levels, uh, in the TV show than what they had in the comic. It looks like we've got blue Fez back. Kind Are you of. there, Fez? I am here. Oh. I don't know how I sound, but you I'm sounds back. great. Sounds good. You're doing good. Sound good. We you we lost blue Fez to a, a transformer malfunction. <laughs> yeah, Michael <laughs> Bay, that motherfucker. <laughs> Bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> what can we blow up now? <laughs> so, blue Fez, what have you yes. been watching? Um, okay, I'm, I'm going to be quite honest, not watching a whole lot of anything right now. I'm, I'm helping my wife uh, finish up the last season of Supernatural, so we're, we're getting through that. Um, but um, lately, I've just been <laughs> playing a lot of Seven Days to Die with uh, friends online. Nice. That, that's, that's my current therapy right now, my <laughs> audiovisual therapy. <laughs> And for those of you listening who don't know what Seven Days to Die is, it's a um, kind of a co-op style game. It's a Minecraft meets uh, zombie survival horror. And the game is still being advertised as being in alpha, which is unusual. And I guess it's been in alpha for seven years, which I'm like, oh, guys, <laughs> guys, guys, guys want to roll this into the beta? beta yeah, program? no, that's menopause. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's... Um, you know, and it's got some issues graphically wise, but I gotta say, it's it's a blast. You 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 get dumped into this environment after a zombie apocalypse. You have to kind of build your base. You have to forge for supplies, and it's for for me, it's more fun when you when you're with friends because sure. it's interesting how people settle into their roles when you're playing the game. Like for instance, my friend Chris, he's the scavenger. He's the guy that goes out and scavenges buildings. Uh, my friend Tom, he's kind of taken upon himself to build farms and, and get food and cook, um, you know, get stuff cooked and, uh, and, and make bandages and stuff like that. And I'm the, I'm the uh, team engineer, so I'm building bases and creating equipment. And it's just funny how we just all settled into that. And it, it works well. And it it's kind of like this environment. You know, you're with your friends, you're, you're, but you're playing a game and you're whacking zombies on the head and stuff like that. It's, I got to say, it's it's a lot of fun. So I guess maybe a little free uh, publicity for the game, but I, we're, we're, we're enjoying the heck out of it right now. And that's, that's, um, that's taken up a lot more time than it probably should in my life right now. This whole episode is free publicity. Yeah, there you <laughs> so, go. So. Oh, we're just trying just, to promote whatever we've watched, look at. <laughs> uh fez you know we're that's what we're doing you know it, it seems to be the trend so far and then um midnight gadfly was asking what have we been watching so he talked so, to dr head and I, you yeah it's just i i don't know this has just been my yeah this has just been my therapy right now i don't know it's just it, a lot going on in the last couple of months and this is this is my escape and i go. hate i hate to admit this but the last thing i watched unfortunately <laughs> because my my sons hadn't seen yet my older boys hadn't seen yet and they've heard us complaining about it is i had to sit through a second viewing of wonder woman 84 and good oh, lord it's worse the second time i, <sighs> I thought you were gonna say project Moonbase. base oh, yeah, no, 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 no. or I, aquaman 
I, uh, no, 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 no. Robocop, go that far. I would rather watch Project Moon based on Wonder Woman 84 or Aquaman any day. I, I will take three. Oh, yeah, I'll watch Robocop for that. <laughs> Jesus. I, I, I'm one of the odd people that are that are like, I'll watch it. And I'll be like, oh, there's this could have been so much better. But no, okay, it's not that bad. At least it's not Robocop 2. So, but we don't want to go there. <laughs> Um, but you know what? I want to, in fact, you mind me taking the mic here for a second. I wanted to say that one of the things I love about this, this show and the format, what you guys are doing is that aside from Dr. Head, which is funny because we were traveling in the same circles back then, but somehow we just never crossed paths, but it's been great that you guys have asked me to do this because we've all collectively known each other pretty much like for what, 30 years. Yes. Um, you know, yeah. going back to BGSU. Oh my and god! It's um, yeah, I know, I know the, the the weight of time comes crushing down, um, and it's it's just it's you know I, I was ap- I was absolutely just overjoyed when you guys were starting the tar and feather um, shtick, and I was like, that's just the greatest because you know I have I have even though we I did what well, didn't get the chance to watch a lot of the horror hosts that you guys did because we just had crappy. TV reception couldn't get channel 20 where we lived um but you know whenever i could find it and i watched it i i absolutely loved that format and so when you guys started picking that up i'm like oh this is this is genius and i was like these are people i know know and love and it's like you know and then you guys brought into unsane radio and then to, to bring us on it's just like oh this is awesome we get to we get to join in on the fun and 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 talk about the movies we love the movies we hate and all sorts of pop culture craziness. So it, it's been an absolute blast. And I'm, I'm so thankful that you guys invited us in on this. As a oh, joy. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Here's, here's, here's that $50 weekly fee we, we get to pay you. <laughs> Wait, that's appreciated fee. too. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to know why you haven't commented on any of our uh, new episodes since you became member members well i just feel like it. I, I don't know i mean i could but i don't know it just feels kind of weird it's like maybe i need to create an alternate persona and then there I'll, you go. I'll, I'll start doing Dr. that Blue Feds. <laughs> yes. yes i'm a doctor a real doctor i'm gonna start commenting i'm just gonna post like random porn links in the in the comments <laughs> just I like the shit i have to there. delete yeah <laughs> You mean you don't? Oh, what? <laughs> Wait. So, uh, Professor Feather, what have you been watching? Ah, <sighs> Mesa and Messy Women. <laughs> yeah, I just finished watching that for about eighty times. Uh, <laughs> but for my pure enjoyment, I just watched, rewatched, I should say. Um, a Coen Brothers movie called The Man Who Wasn't There made in 2001 and stars uh, Billy Bob Thornton uh, Francis McDormand Michael Badalucco oh geez uh, uh, John Paluto, Tony Shalhoub, James Gandolfini that's a great uh, cast just, you know, tons of, of actors uh, this is an absolutely brilliant movie it's a uh, it, takes place in 1949 billy bob plays a barber 
who right from the very beginning, he says, I didn't really want to be a barber. I just kind of fell into this because I married this woman and her brother-in-law had a barber shop. So he becomes a barber <laughs> and he's like the laconic person. He does not talk. It's, it's, it's very curious. So this is an excellent movie. It's very curious. He doesn't talk during the movie, but he does a voiceover, which is kind of a contradiction because he is absolutely extremely laconic in the movie. Um, but then there's this voiceover that's telling the kind of talking through the tale. Um, and it's a, it's a uh, shot. It was shot in reverse color film, but then processed in black and white. And uh, Roger Deakins, who is one of the best cinematographers out there and who has done a numerous Coen brothers movies, did the cinematography and uh, the Coen brothers is inside. They actually gave him credit for the way that it looks and the feel of it, they said we really had nothing. Is that that's Roger? That's all Roger, and it's absolutely brilliant. There are scenes in there that are as purely you know reminiscent of any noir movie you've ever seen, but because it is a Coen Brothers movies, it has that warped sense of humor that you know kind of is a thread through most of their movies, especially their original movies. And this was written and directed by both Ethan and Joel. Um, the, he plays this barber who just uh, I I also say it's it's a, it's a film about it's an existential film it's a film about existentialism and about and also kind of about a, it's kind of a postmodern uh, take on noir and uh, he's this barber who runs into this uh, person who comes into to the bar barber shop and has a a, a deal to uh, looking for an investor to uh, invest in dry cleaning. And this movie supposedly takes place in 1949. So it's post-World War II. It's the, you know, it is the era of of angst and existentialism and, you know, that what all that entails and, and what, you know, the people who are questioning in that, you know, Jean-Paul Sartre and all those, you know, all those people. Um, but the humor in this, I, I, I just kind of want to bring this out. I don't want to tell too much about the movie. Um, other than it's beautifully shot, and every actor, um, um, oh, what's her name? Uh, Scarlett Johansson's in it, and she plays a very young girl who's in high school that uh, Billy Bob's character, um, Ed Crane, kind of gloms onto because he's kind of looking for something. He uh, He's looking for something other than being a barber, and uh, it, what he does is his, he, his wife works for this uh, – department store called nerdlingers which is a a, a subtle um, joke right there but it's um and she she's having an affair with james gandolfini's character and so he decides to blackmail uh the big jim i think his name is or something like that big dave so, yeah big dave i think it is he he decides to blackmail him because he's going to get with this other guy who's played by john polito uh who is a, a one looking for a capital investor into a dry cleaning business, which in 1949 was relatively new. Um, and so they go on and he does the, the blackmail, but everything goes awry from there on. And that's where the, the, the Coen brothers humor comes in. It's just absolutely brilliant. And all everything that they, the, um, the way that they view people and the, and the things that the people say, I, I don't want to say a whole lot. If you've never seen this movie, uh, you have you have to watch it. I will I will say one thing though. When you're watching it, there's a there's a thread that goes through this movie that's about hair, 
And there's several scenes that, that deals with hair. He goes in the very beginning and he talks about, this is 1949, he talks about all of the different hairdos that teenage boys would, would have done. And there's like six, eight of them, something like that, you know. And he goes through them all and they show examples, which is absolutely hilarious because it's absolutely true too. Um, and then, but later on he talks about to the other barber who is who is uh, uh, Bataluco, uh, Michael Bataluco, he or Batalucho, maybe it's Batalucho. He um, talks to him because he's sitting over there and he's who runs, he owns the barbershop. And he says, you know, hair keeps growing, and you know, hair just grows. And he's and he says, and then and then you cut it and you just get rid of it. And the next thing, and this is a Lynchian thing. He looks at him, and goes, I'm going to sweep all this hair up and take it out and put it into the dirt. And you know that kind of is kind of weird. You know, you don't think about that. And go, wow, that's this is a weird scene, but it all ties together in the end. Um, there's a scene in the end where he gets his leg shaved, so there's a hair motif there. Spoiler and, alert. <laughs> well, not really. You don't know why he's getting his hair shaved, uh, his leg hair shaved, unless you're really smart. But um, so that's I, I I don't know. That's what I've been watching, or I just watched, and I'm. This is probably the fifth or sixth time I've seen it. You know, it just the the cinematography. Deacons is one of the masters, and this has all every iconic scene from any noir movie that you've ever seen. With with the Deacons twist, he really has a an eye for composition and how how that's all you know put together, as well as the Coen Brothers. Billy Bob Thornton is absolutely fantastic. France, everybody, Francis McDormand is great as his his uh, two time and wife. James Gandolfini, who's only in the movie a little bit, um, but his part is, you know, he's bigger than life. He's really good. And everything that's revealed about his character throughout the movie. And uh, I could go into the whole existential thing because there's a there's a couple there's a trial and um, and that uh, that brings in Tony Shalhoub, who plays this just fantastic, fast talking, uh, high profile lawyer. Um, the scenes with him are just absolutely hilarious, you know, and brilliant. That's what I've been watching. Cool. Tar? Well, going with the film noir stuff, I found, uh, and going back to YouTube, a bunch of old film noir movies from uh, like The Big Combo to, <laughs> you know, They Walk by Night and all that stuff. Anyway, I found this one, The Chase. Have you ever heard of this? <clears throat> Had Peter Has Peter Laurie in it and Robert Cumming? Cummings, is that his name? Robert, yeah, Robert Cummings. Yeah, 1946, something like that, just after the war. But it was, it's great. It's great. He, uh, he's, he's out of the war, you know, that starts, the movie starts off with him, you know, hands in pocket, watching this guy making a breakfast, you know, with eggs and bacon in this little diner. And he's watching through the window, you know, he's like, you know, he's pulling out his pockets, doesn't have any money. You know, he's looking real hungry. Anyway, he sees a wallet. And he picks it up and all this money in it. Pulls out the card and uh, finds the name and stuff like that. Then, you know, where most people would pocket the money, he he takes the wallet back, and thus he gets hooked up with this. I don't know what mobster type guy. Him and Peter Lorre. That's great. And the psycho guy, the head mobster, is just he's great. He has this little control in the back of his car. So he can take over the acceleration and and the steering of the car from the back seat, and he likes he's like testing him. 
he's got this thing for loyalty and stuff, you know, that they go with this dog motif for a little bit, you know, trying to, you know, that's how he's kind of feeling about this guy. Anyway. Yeah, it was fun. It was awful. And Peter Lorre has actually plays this really nasty henchman type guy. And it was, it was good. There was some really good scenes with him. There's this one where uh, uh, they take this guy down to the wine cellar under the pretense to show him the, you know, all the great wines and stuff like that, you know, and they've got the, you know, the really dark scenes, you know, just the single light, you know, see all the cobwebs and he's pulling out a bottle going, oh, going on about how it's Napoleon brandy that he found. And then he turns around to show Peter Lorre, who's supposed to be behind him, he's gone. And so he's calling out in the dark, you know, calling for him. All of a sudden you hear this vicious dog off in the dark. You never see it, but you hear him, you know, he's getting, and he's running in the pool of light. Anyway, the dog attacks him. You never see the dog though. And you know, of course they pan away and you hear him scream and the bottle breaks, but you see that wine go across the cement floor and it looks like blood. It's great. It's really good. But, that's, uh, that sounds like a cool scene. Yeah. yeah, it was a really good scene. There's a couple of them. You just kind of surprise you, take you back. Yeah. And how about, you, Gadfly? Oh, sorry, no, how, about, right. how about you, Gadfly? Oh, sorry, Tar. No, that's right. How about you, Gadfly? What have you been imbibing? Uh, mainly, I've been watching Doom Patrol on ah. HBO Max. Um, and if you haven't nice. seen that, it's it's phenomenal. Um, yeah. They are very true to the original story by Grant Morrison. Um, and but they also then use that kind of metafiction where he's got like the narrator and he's writing a story and everything that's going on is the story. Um, and then they're commenting on the things that you start thinking. You know, at, at some point you're like, oh my God, they're so emo. And the narrator comes on five minutes later and like, and now that we've gotten away from the emo part, they're going to be proper superheroes, you know. Um, and then even in the, you know, um, what is it? Uh, Alan Tudyk is uh, Mr. No Mr. Nobody. Yeah. And he is great in the first season. Uh, but then they go to the second season and... Um, they were trapped in this uh, they were trapped um and so they go to this place where they were trapped and they only find one guy and mr nobody's not there and he goes well where's mr nobody and he goes we haven't seen him since he got that gig as a voiceover on that really popular animated series which is what happened <laughs> with alan tudyk <laughs> so they're they're it's re it's just and it's bizarre it, you know it's it's great um, I can't uh, recommend that one high enough. Um, the yeah. other thing that I watched because of Project Moonbase was <laughs> Stranger from Venus. Uh, <laughs> it's you know what parts of that are great. Other parts you're like, what the fuck? Like it, it feels like three different people are making that movie. It really does. You're you're just like, the, is that the a direct ripoff of Day the Earth Stood Still? I mean, isn't it? Um. I don't know. I think it's a little different. Uh, I like the fact, and if they'd have carried this through the whole movie, you don't see his face. They just have him from behind for almost 30 minutes of the whole movie. Um, but then there's this big reveal where he finally turns around and you're like going, yeah, big fucking deal. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's totally anticlimactic. Um, um, but he has the, he's from Venus and he's got all these powers um, and he can heal people. 
Um, but then you find it takes a toll on him. Um, he's fairly benevolent, but, you know, they're kind of suspicious of him. Um, so I don't, I haven't finished it. I really kind of got bored about three quarters of the way through. What year, so, what year yes. was that paint? You remember? It's uh, 50. Patricia O'Neill, whenever she was, you know, making right. movies. Uh, yeah, it was in the fi early 50s, mid 50s. It was like yeah, right after Davy Ersted Stills. Was it? Yeah. When, yeah. Was they, when was Davy Ersted still? What year did that? That was 51. 51. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yes, it could be any, any time after that. Yeah. Uh, it's. I've been a while since I've seen that. I've never seen the movie that. Uh, Tar talks about what the chase. The chase. I, I have to look that one up. That's one I haven't seen. That'll be interesting. And I'm a yeah, big Norman. That'll be something to see. Is anyone reading anything exciting? Accelerando. Accelerando. <laughs> um, Accelerando. Um, <laughs> uh, Death's Head. <laughs> no, exciting. I said. <laughs> That's exciting. That's exciting. Oh, thanks. That's that's uh, Doctor Head Mark Justice's new book that he's will be coming out soon. So, I've been privy to read a, a, a pre-published copy. I'm actually reading the Secret History of Wonder Woman, which is an interesting uh, kind of go. It talks about William Moulton Marston from you know very beginnings and how he kind of you know the whole creation of the lie detector and how he eventually then. Became the creator of Wonder Woman, so that's a it's an interesting read thus far. Did you see the movie? Hmm? Did you see the movie uh, Marsden and the Women? Yeah, that was all right. It's, yeah, I, I, some of the stuff I I think they got right, but there was a lot that it, I I know they took liberties with. So I mean, it's, it was it was it was it was okay. We we haven't gotten to that part in the book yet, though. <laughs> We're, I think we're just about to where the, uh, the the third player in their little interesting relationship shows up. <laughs> he was a pot smoking bigamist. Who <laughs> liked to the yeah like the ladies yeah he did like the ladies um yeah that's a uh, Doom Patrol and uh, Stranger from Venus for me. Nice. I did watch a uh, Queen of uh, was a Queen of Blood. Oh yes, that. yeah. I, I fell asleep to watching that last night. Forty yeah. Ackerman has a cameo in it. <laughs> it does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's holding the eggs when he comes out of the jiggling them. Yeah, that's a that, that that's a chew your nails movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only because you, you're so bored, you want to do something else. <laughs> well, I was telling these I was telling these guys early. That's why we got to talking about the Russian movies. Was some of the effects that they they got from the Russian movies. Like the alien or whoever was supposed to be the alien, I would like to find that movie and see that. I'd like to see what that is. Uh, it, I thought the design looked really cool. It was just, yeah, had that weird, I don't know, just different take on the whole thing. I thought. So there. Okay, I got some famous quotes from science fiction movies for you. Whoever shouts out, or I'm sorry, let me let me restate that. Whoever has the correct answer first wins. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm not playing then. <laughs> Why? Why not? That was fun. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, here's here it is. Eight years is still. Ready? It oh, must be a Thursday. I never could get the hang of Thursdays. 
Is that accent appropriate to the character? Yes. Oh, um, the Holy Grail. Monty Python's the Holy Grail. Blue. No, orange. Orange. No, blue. <laughs> that, that was no idea. Idea. Oh, That was from uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh. Ah. One point, one point from Midnight Gadfly. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Razzle pork. You tell me where my suit is, woman. Ah, the Incredibles. Oh, Midnight Gadfly gets it because he had the answer first. I was going to say the Incredibles. <laughs> Can I get a half a point? I was going to say Superfly. Yeah, I was going to say it. You sound more like Superfly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, tell uh, me where my suit is, woman. Human Tornado. <laughs> yeah. If I had said it like this, you tell me where my suit is, woman. Would you have gotten it? <laughs> nah, no. <laughs> okay. Well, now I'm standing. Happy? We're all standing now. Bunch of jackasses standing in a circle. Animal house? <laughs> Get it? <laughs> What is it? I don't know. So oh, wait a minute. Hold oh. on. Um, wait, you want uh, me to do it again? No, no, no. I think I got it. It's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Correct. Oh, good job. So, another point for Midnight Gadfly. He's rolling with it. Well, it's because I have the correct answer first. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so wait a minute. If we start answering wrong, did we take points away from you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that one goes to the judges. No, nah, no. Here's an easy one. By Grabthar's hammer. By no. the sons uh, of Morvan. You shall be avenged. That's a great movie. Yep. We're not giving you the point. <laughs> oh, oh, no. It's, it's uh... <laughs> Come on, West. Solar quest. Two, two, two words. Second word is it's Galaxy Quest. It's the Ford Galaxy. Such a good movie. The best Star Trek movie ever made. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right, get five. Bring it. You know what the difference is. Between you and me, I make this look good. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I know this one. Whoever men in, says men in the black? answer oh. first men in black? Men in black? Yeah, it's men in black. I was going to say, black is Smith's line. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Here's a really hard one Soylent Green is people. Oh, oh the, the, the Omega Man. <laughs> oh. Damn you all to hell! <laughs> I know Kung Fu. Bruce Reed? <laughs> Rick Shaw. <laughs> that was one of the Shaw brothers. Yeah. <laughs> 
Tommy, I think, was the other one. But he yeah. went off and did six. So. Oh, it was the Matrix. Oh. Ah, Maiden. Maiden, Wisconsin, the Matrix. Nicolato, Barada, Nikto. Oh, yeah. Oh, this blah, is a trick Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's a trick question. It is. I already said it. What? I answered that. It was a Prussian answer. <laughs> Spell that. The day the, the, day the uh, Earth hey, SWR. I think it was uh, Army of Darkness. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, this could go two ways. If, if you had totally started coughing during that last word, then it would have been the giveaway. <laughs> oh, the rest of these are terrible. <laughs> Where we're going, we don't need roads. Oh, that's a terrible one. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> that was a uh, 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 road warrior. How, how <laughs> well, they kind of needed roads. They all had cars. Roads to a plot. Oh, road warrior two, U-turn. The turnpike. <laughs> Fifteen point parking. <laughs> Ray, when someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. Oh, come on. <laughs> Get away from her, you ghost bitch. fluffers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoa. Whoa. I, I see that movie. <laughs> I got my sheet wet. I should have typed in obscure quotes. Yeah. <laughs> what was that from? Ghost fluffers? Just some <laughs> website that had. Uh... No, no. What was the answer to that? Ghostbusters. Oh. Was it Ghostbusters? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. As soon as you said Ray. I'm sorry. Was, yeah. I didn't hear that. Yeah, okay. Ray. Ray. Yeah. Jerry. You're going to need a bigger boat. And any uh, jazz. Jazz. <laughs> Titanic 2. Titanic. <laughs> okay, here's one. Yes, ooh, ah, it always starts out that way. And uh, then comes all the running and screaming. Oh, the fly. Blue velvet. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was a really good impression, though. Get that stinking shit out of my face. <laughs> the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! It is a tumor. <laughs> the twins with Danny DeVito? <laughs> no, that was Danny DeVito. <laughs> okay, here's one. Trust is a tough thing to come by these days. Oh, uh, hold on. Ah, oh, that's the thing. You got it. Nice. Nice. Kurt Russell. Because I, I could see it. I could hear him. Just trust Kurt Russell Sprout. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, here's one. When I was a kid, I could see things. Things humans aren't aren't supposed to see. Things you shouldn't have to see. My parents were normal. They did what most people would do. They made it worse. You think you're crazy long enough. You find a way out. Uh Baron Trump? Byron Trump? <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
and the and one time we will get political. Space. <laughs> it's space and tarm. <laughs> tarm flip. Tarm flip. <laughs> oh, we lost somebody. Oh, Viewing this episode will be tarmful. Um, that was Constantine. Ah, <laughs> uh, never saw that. Uh, was Keanu Reeves? It was John like Wick. John Wick fights devils. I like the comic. <laughs> Are you guys watching um, WandaVision? Oh, yes. Yes, I am. I'm waiting until it's done. Then I will. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen the seventh episode yet. You won't see much. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm enjoying I the show. Watched. I did not like the first four. I didn't like I was trying. It was uh, the, when they had a setup. I get it. I, yeah. Just, uh, I didn't think it was funny. The last episode have been, been really good. Yeah, I want to watch that. I've been, uh, I got HBO Max. I got like some six month deal. And so I'm like, that's been all I've been watching is stuff on mm -hmm. there. There's a lot of good stuff on there. That's where Doom Patrol is. Cool. Yeah, so they moved all the stuff from DC Universe over to HBO Max. Well, not everything, but most. Yeah, most. They've got a lot of the... Oh, man, what is that 3D animated Batman they have on there? That's almost intolerable to me. Okay, yeah, yeah it, it is intolerable. Yeah, it's 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 not. It's not good. <laughs> I, I tried watching it. I'm like, no. Which one was that one? There's... Does it matter? Yeah, <laughs> There's so it's, many it's, of them. It's a, it's a lot. There's a lot of Batman series. They've got enough already. There was one I liked. Um, was it Beware the Batman? Yeah, which was kind of funny. Uh, had some had some humor in it. It's a little more of a nod to the Adam West Batman than the uh, the very serious. Wait, are you talking Brave and the Bold? No, I think well, maybe it is. Was it? it there's one. It's a, one's a kind of a, a kind of a funny series. Maybe this. I, I I think you're th I think you're thinking of Brave and the Bold. Um, Diedrich Bader. Um, yes, that's does, does the voice of Batman. He does a pretty good job. <laughs> yeah, Beware the Batman. I that must be the regular. Oh, that's right. It's more of a serious serious tone one. Yeah, it's not a bad series. But yeah, like hype. It's got that kind of hyper stylized, almost yes, like late forties kind of look. Late forties look meets Tim or Bert. Um, Bruce Tim, yeah, it's it's not bad. It, it the show got kind of started out weak, but it got better as it as it mm -hmm. went along, and they started bringing in more characters. Yeah, and I thought they realized what they could do with it. They got yeah. it's not like they got it felt a little more confident yeah. after a bit. But yeah, it's it's a funny show. Have you guys watched? Uh, there's the Justice League, uh, right? And then there's Justice League Unlimited. Yep, the two series. Um, mm -hmm. Are those Bruce Tim yeah. run or? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. The Justice League is actually really good for mm -hmm. uh, being its own comic book, but then the J Justice League Unlimited is great because they every episode is written by an actual comic writer or based on a comic that's already published. Yeah, um, those are just amazing. Uh, those are yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah, they are. That I, I can't remember if my two favorite episodes are in Justice League or if it's J Justice League Unlimited, but it's the one where. Superman gets killed, or at least they think he's killed, but he's sent to the far future where Earth's sun is red. And uh, 
he ends up meeting the last person on earth who is Vandal Savage. Oh, and wow. oh, it, it and it's based on a uh, late, I think a late 60s comic. Oh yeah, cuz it, it's the that was it the Superman Revenge Squad and they they do this thing in the comic where they send him in the far future cuz they figure, oh, if you go there when the earth sun's red, he's powerless, he'll never be able to come back. Um, but they, I think it was Dwayne McDuffie adapted that story in Justice League, and it it would make a great two part movie because you're basically taking Superman and turning him into Conan for a little for a short period of time because he has to like make a sword and he has to fight his way because he's losing his powers and then ends up meeting Vandal Savage and they find the the ruins of the JLU satellite that crashed on Earth. It's it's just, it's just phenomenal. It's a great great two-part story good stuff yeah i don't think i've seen that one so i'm I'm gonna have to go find it um look it up it's i think it's called hereafter parts one and two it it really is it's it's just it's just great and they have this whole thing where everybody's mourning the (laughs) mourning the loss of superman except batman (laughs) but he actually is and they're funny they're then they have this kind of line they're like yeah they said, "Don't don't let him fool you. He 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 was upset as the rest of you." And he's like, "No, I didn't. I never believe he died." Yeah, it's just typical deadpan Batman fashion, but it's it's just really well done. Yeah, Justice League has some great lines too. They're like, "Oh, the ship sensor is picking up uh, an object in front of us," and they're like, "There's no object in front of us." And then they go, "These instruments instruments were designed by Batman. If it says there's something in front of us, there's something in front of us." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then bang. <laughs> yeah, those are good. Are you guys excited for the uh, the new Justice League movie Snyder cut? <sighs> I don't know if I could, you know, add on. If there are two really good hours to tack onto the two really shitty hours, um, it might be worth it. But I don't know. I don't know if I want to. I there's I do. I I will sit through it. I'm I'm a glutton. You know, I mean, all the shit we watched, it'll be a pleasure. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, yeah, I probably will watch it too. I mean, I, I can at least say, well, I didn't pay to see it in the theater. Um, the first one was terrible, and I'm sure this one will be equally bad, but on a different level. Because, you know, I, I don't think Zack's, Zack Snyder's a horrible filmmaker, but he was definitely the wrong person the tap for these movies and it's his vision just doesn't align with what I would expect from the DC sort of comic heroes. Like, like you said, Gadfly, JLA and JLU, Bruce, Tim, and those showrunners, they get those characters. They got them. They, they distilled them (laughs) down to their core and they made them work in a modern setting. And it's like, so every time DC does a movie and it's like, you idiots you've got a pattern you can follow they're in the animated series just do this and you'll get some success and they keep going this down this weird dark drab oh we've got to make them realistic no you don't it's effing superman there's nothing realistic about this guy it's like come on enjoy the he's supposed to be a joyful character it make him uplifting there's and kind of goofy that's the kind of the point it's like god Sorry, I'm on my soapbox again. (laughs) No, and I I think, you you know, it's they're trying to do a much darker take on things than what we're used to, especially with Superman. Um, And then 
also the animated movies that DC's been doing have been really good. Um, mm-hmm. If you haven't seen the two-part Dark Knight Returns, yeah, they, they did a great job. Oh yes, that was gosh. fantastic. Yeah, they it's amazing. The Flashpoint Paradox was good. The the the, the Justice League trilogy with Doom and and War and there's another one. Those were all brilliant as well. Oh, can we can we go back to Dark Knight Returns? Brilliant sure. voice casting on that. Oh my god. Yeah. Peter Weller as an yep. old Bruce Wayne. Oh, it's like the minute you hear the voice, you're like, oh, that's it's like if I go back to my original graphic novels when I read it, that I hear Peter Weller's voice in my head now. So funny. What I'm when you when I'm reading the dialogue, it's like, oh, it's so perfect. Yeah, and they yeah. they followed the art style. Um, you know, there's a bit of a modification. You know, that it's almost yeah. kind of uh, more Japanese. I don't know what, not manga or any of that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, they they did a really good. And then just the dialogue, you know, um, with the uh, the punks. Oh yeah, slice and dice. Slice and dice. <laughs> yeah, the the only ones I I didn't like. I really just was disappointed when they did this uh, Batman and Harley Quinn and Bruce Tim did this. Oh, it was awful. I, it was, it was unwatchable. It was badly written. Uh, it, there's, there's really nothing redeeming about it. And I made the mistake of buying it, you know, sight unseen. And after that, I, I will preview them before I add them to my library because that, that one was just, just terrible all the way around. And, also, there was a Wonder Woman bloodline that they did where they kind of revamped the character. And it's like, that one also was not good. It seems like their output lately, they've been kind of hit or miss. But some of that early stuff is just phenomenal, especially when they used to do the little shorts with the with the animated movies. Like, they did one for the Spectre. Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> yeah, the Spectre was, uh, was really good because it played out like a 70s and early 70s crime movie and it had the soundtrack and the and the and the art style was really good and they'll do like phantom stranger and other stuff yeah that that stuff was really good i really enjoyed that they were kind of doing the deep dive into the character the character box when you met you mentioned uh batman the, the animated series uh, i think that was a game changer i think they there was yeah. something about that that everybody went oh look at the quality we can get yeah um, not just with that but with voice acting and Mm -hmm. uh, writing like all it it was firing on all three um and just like quotable shit you know like uh you get mark hamill as the joker and he's uh, you know he's like don't touch me old man i don't know where you've been (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah and and, you know the great thing about that is alan burnett and paul dini um did a lot of the writing chores on that series and these guys go back to like you know 60s and 70s and they 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 started in the industry working on challenge of the super friends and they i went to see them um at the dia they gave a a talk on you know their career and they talked about how they they tried everything they could to get that into the challenge of the super friends but they couldn't because it was saturday morning and all the rules and blah 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 so when the animated series came around um you know in uh, 90 they found themselves in a position where they they could write the character the way they thought he should be written and we we then like you said we got this kind of game-changing animated series which was just phenomenal um and still is and i've heard rumors they're thinking of bringing bringing it back 
and I'm like, okay, sure. Not sure. I, again, I, I'm kind of in this thing where I'm, I'm really tired of Batman properties right now. I'm just, I'm, and I'm a huge Batman fan. I mean, you, you guys know I've been a huge Batman fan for decades and I'm like, I'm just, I'm so tired of it. Cause that seems to be like DC screws up and, or Warner Brothers screw up and they're like, man, let's make another Batman movie. And I'm like, I, enough. Stop. You've got a bajillion other cool characters you could do stuff with and you just keep going back to the same old crap. I don't know. Again, soapboxing. Sorry, guys. Well, and a lot of the superhero stuff is dark. You know, there's all this, you know, really negative stuff. So what are the superhero movies that have come out maybe in the last five, ten years that aren't necessarily all dark, that have a, a good sense of that kind of fun and levity? Ant-Man. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, yeah. They're, they're, not, they're not the best Marvel movies, but I enjoy the heck out of both of them. I, I just, They're really fun. Yeah. And I will say, and I, I say this a lot, Ant-Man was amazing in IMAX 3D. <laughs> when you got all this, this macro photography, it was so cool. But that the movie was just, you could tell they're having fun. And it, it, it translated to the viewing experience. And I, I will support those movies 110%. They're fun. I enjoy them. Anybody the else? The Deadpool movies. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and they, they do a good balance because it's kind of dark, yes. you know, but it's, yeah. Mm -hmm. They're great. That's, yeah, that's what, yeah. But, yeah. but still, yeah, has that. Yeah, right. Where is Francis? It really, really brought the property into a much, much broader scale than it ever could have been before. And I was really shocked. I mean, I expected it to be good and fun. I did not expect it to be that good right, and that right. much yeah. fun. Yeah. You know, and then the second one, too, it was like, oh, that's high. Yeah, set a high bar, and I thought the second one was great. Uh, it, you know, every bit is fun, and uh, so I'm looking forward to whatever they do next. Yeah, MP3 or bringing them back in. That's, well, that's a different Ryan Reynolds property. Sorry. <laughs> Duh. And a great montage sequence, too, in the first one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another fun one that DC brought out I thought was Shazam. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. that's fun. Even though, like, you know, I still call that character Captain Marvel. Like, yes. You know? <laughs> yeah, um, yes. So in my mind, it's always Captain Marvel. But that was, you know, you had the, the basic premise of the story was true. You have this kid. You have a, an adult superhero delivering these kid lines, you know. And it had that sense of fun and awareness and lightness that what make, is what makes Captain Marvel just so much great fun to read. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 not the not the Captain Marvel that we grew up with. You know, they they changed it. This is based on the the new Fifty Two version, and sure, why not? But I I, I agree I, I, that that was that that is my favorite DC movie, uh, Shazam. It was like you said, it was just everything about that just kind of hit the right points. You know, you know, if, I think if I was a kid. Going to see that movie, that'd be like my favorite superhero movie mm -hmm. ever. It just because it, it feels like a comic book. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Especially that scene in the uh, the uh, the uh, the. Um, oh God, I might I'm 
the carry out when the guys rush in and they're and they're like, hey, you've got bullet immunity here. Shoot me again. And they give the gun back to the guy. Like, come on, come on, do it. And they're, you're like, that's great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I think. Um, go ahead, Professor Feather. I was going to say I was going to go back farther and and mention mystery men. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Uh. The Waffler! <laughs> Which is, yeah, one of my all-time favorite superhero movies. Oh, that is... <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, unlike, unlike Ben Stiller, who, you know, didn't have the balls to admit that he that it was a good movie because it didn't make any money, you know, and he kind of disowned it. But, you know, all I can say is he did a great job in the movie, and, you know, oh, yeah. so fuck his personal opinion. But it, yeah, I, that was one of my one of my favorite movies. I just I love that. Tom movie. Waits. And what's no. the other movie? Uh, um, uh, James Gunn. Um, oh, um, yeah, the Galaxy. No, that's no. a good. One. I think the first yeah. one is is, yep. is a, is yeah, a good yeah. example. Not the second one. Uh, Incredibles. No, no, the specials. The specials. The specials. Yeah. The specials. That's another one that, that, that I think is is a really good superhero movie. That kind of turns things on its ear, you know, yeah. but yet. But yet has a has an optimism to it, and and so does Mystery Men. It ultimately has an optimism to it. Same with 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 Guardians of the Galaxy has that kind of an optimism, you know, to it. Uh, kind of, and in the first one, I, and I loved the second one too because I I like that change. You know, it goes from that kind of lighthearted to as about as dark as you can get. You know, and I, I think that's that's pretty brilliant on the on the uh, writers and creators. Big Man in Japan though. I think Big that Man was... Japan. Big Man Japan is a great one. Yes. <laughs> the, uh, Thor Thor Ragnarok. Yes. Throw that in there. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The only Thor I'm, you know, uh, for a Marvel, you know, reader from the early '60s, and I, I read Thor because I, I read them all, but I never liked Thor. Yeah. And then when you know, in the new incarnation in the movies, the I didn't like Thor. I just don't like him. I just he's just not a character I like. And uh, but then I saw with trepidation, I watched Ragnarok and just was floored. It was so good. And I'm going, oh, geez, you know, this could be a good character if, you know, within with, you know, the right writing and the right and the the right context. I I like that movie a lot. Yeah. Thor Ragnarok is great. Yeah. And the thing I, I like about Thor in the MCU, the movie universe, is he is the character that has transformed the most. Um, and if you notice, um, with every Asgardian that dies, he gets more powerful. You know what I mean? Like, I think literally when Odin dies and all that stuff, I think he's actually getting more powerful. And it, you see that in, uh, was it Endgame or, yeah, um, Avengers, because he's like absorbing the energy of a star that's shooting through to melt, you know whatever material um so i think his evolution as a character to, to peter dinklage's furnace i know <laughs> and that's the biggest dinklage i've ever seen <laughs> it was huge that was huge dinklage and pretty hot dinklage too you know the i'll give the, 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 the movie versions of thor and the storyline i like that way better yeah than the original comic because you know the original comic they were gods you know mm-hmm. plain and simple and even at that age i was question questioning anything to do with that kind of with you know godly you know powers and all that i liked i was more into the scientific or the you know the science 
fiction aspect of superheroes, you know, and I didn't really like, um, uh, although, and then, and then I'm just going to totally reverse that because my favorite was Dr. Strange. So I guess mm-hmm. my, never mind. My opinion's gone. <laughs> so I feel about Dr. Strange in, in that same way. I, I tried to read the comic books and like him. I just didn't really care for the character by himself when he took place as part of a team or showed up. Which was a really weird comic. I mean, that was really bizarre. But when he shows up as a guest appearance or for a limited run, you know, the powers are amazing. He's a great kind of addition, but I like him so much more in the movies, the character, you know, and I'm looking forward to the new one. It's supposed to be a horror. The thing about, yeah, the early, uh, I, you know, was a big doctor. I've been a Dr. Strange fan for as long as I, I can remember, you know, reading Dr. Strange. Um, I think I liked it because it was so different. Uh, but I, and we've talked about this, I think, before on other shows. Um, I question that he's one of those characters that they create him. And then all of a sudden, they're, they're all, all the writers are going, well, shit, this guy's way too powerful. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, what do we do? How do we even try to combat him? You know, and I think that was always a, a real challenge, you know, because he was he was the Sorcerer Supreme. And, yeah. you know, the the acceleration and i think they kind of they didn't really tone it down in the new in the movie version but uh he he comes across okay in in the movie version um i'm not a big fan uh i'm a fan of the movie i'm not a fan of the actor that plays him so but i I like the concept you know how they've arranged him and they've given him a little bit of humor which i think is is kind of you know kind of good she never had a whole lot of in the tv in in the comic book it's interesting how Thanos can counter um, him and it's, you know, and I didn't know this because I was like, why is Thanos so strong? Um, and Ed Katchke from Monarch Comics, scholar in the comic book universe, um, says magic bitches because <laughs> he's got both high technology and, and magic uh, and magic. Yes. And, you know, and can calling both of them uh, and i thought oh okay that makes sense as does thor as does thor yeah yeah that's what i said and uh, ragnarok uh, really paid homage to a lot of stuff the design was kirby all the way yeah you mm-hmm. know absolutely um, and then they were uh, paying homage to walt walter simonson um mm. from yeah. uh, uh the days of what was that what was that thing that replaced him Thor looked like a Beta Ray Bill. Beta, Beta Ray, Ray Bill. Bill. What a yeah. name for that. <laughs> great, great name. It's great. Yeah. Um, and, you know, again, there's Walter Simonson's another uh, legendary artist. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, the MCU has been, I mean, they, they're they nailing it. I mean, I just, you know, there's, it's even the one, the movies I don't like that much are still really good movies. Yeah. Like a lot of people I know shit on the second, the Thor, the dark world. I like it a lot. Um, and then what's the other one that, that people don't, Oh, age of Ultron. People don't like that. No, that was, that was Shocker. one that, yeah, they were, that's kind of why Joss Whedon doesn't make Avengers movies anymore. <laughs> who played, who did the voiceover for Ultron? <laughs> Gary Oldman. <laughs> as Dracula, he everything. Yeah, as Dracula, he was pretending I, he was James I Spader. That, yeah, I think that was the most James Spader. Yeah. Uh, uh, you yeah. know, 
was the most brilliant part of that movie. That yeah, movie I mean, I think that, that made I liked the movie a lot, but I think it was because the way uh, James Spader's delivery, it, I just it had that I don't know, just it kind of pushed it over over the edge. So I really liked it. I th I thought it was very popular. I didn't it, know yeah. that it was. It was too smart, it too. and it was too smart, and it was too deep science fiction because there, oh, like there, be, yeah. there were there yeah. were well, and also the idea of you know, like consciousness. You know? Well, it's still high yeah. fantasy, yeah, exactly, because yeah. you have these mystic stones, and yeah, and that was great seeing Scarlet Witch and Pietro, and yep. uh, the only thing I I did not like about the movie was that Pietro died. I was really yeah, like, yeah. I was wanting yeah. to see him, yeah, in in which is fun in Wandavision him. Just, yeah, yeah. Don't but, spoil uh, it. Yeah, don't didn't spoil say it. Um, but you know that exactly. I, I, I thought all the Avengers <laughs> movies. And I think Captain America: Civil War might be my favorite. Uh, yeah. of the, and then the first Avengers, uh, that was a total fanboy. You know, I yeah, put on yeah. pants and you know that was just great. But but Civil War has a depth and and it, and draws that line between. You know, and and the characters defined are so defined. You know, there's that kind of moral rigidity. Uh, you know, Captain America, and that's what I love about the characters. Why he's one of my favorite characters. And even though it's not faithful to the series, um, it's still an excellent story, and it captures that spirit of division and pull, and the and the cost on both sides. Yeah. But. Uh, you know, but the fight with Captain and and uh, Iron Man and the Winter Soldier, the the fight between them, a powerful, emotional yeah fight. I've been I have watched that movie with people with people and they have cried at the end because it is such a heartbreaking moment for for them to kind of be factioning and splitting off. You know, that's yeah. how much these characters mean and get through and. Uh, yeah, it is. It is such a wonderful franchise. Um, it's kind of why I don't like Endgame. I just, I just don't <laughs> want to see any of these characters die. I don't yeah. care that the story ends. If they're okay, if I knowing they're okay, that's kind of like okay. The story has to end sometime. But it's like I'm always gonna know in the back of my mind every time I watch Iron Man. Oh, I know how you die. Yep. You know. Yeah. But being <laughs> the Marvel universe, so I mean, any kind of. Oh, it can certainly come back. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's the Secret Wars all over again. Yeah, <laughs> Peter Parker gets his black suit. Well, <laughs> um, you got to talk about the Winter Soldier. Uh, oh, yeah, because mm -hmm. to me, that's the the one Marvel movie that has gravitas because you could yep. remove that story from yep. the um, Marvel universe. And it's a fucking phenomenal story in and of itself without it being yeah. Captain America, Winter Soldier, any of that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Yeah, ab ab mm -hmm. ab absolutely, Gadfly. I agree with you. That That is still my favorite Marvel movie. It, it uh, everything. I, I was just blown away by everything. I mean, it's, it's the perfect example of how they figured out to do these movies. You take a topic and you kind of wrap it in a superhero movie. So it's a political thriller with a superhero wrapper on yep. top of it. And it just works from start to finish and i remember i felt i feel that the very very same the same way about uh, the dark knight with uh, with heath ledgers that that's that too is a great story yeah if you pulled it apart pulled the superhero layer on top of it made it like a film noir it would probably hold up and work well and i remember at the end of winter soldier i was emotionally exhausted yeah 
just from the tension of that film, you know. Um, yeah, uh, so, so good. So good. Well, and I think it has uh, one of, there's two great music uh, sound cues to um, signify that a character is going to be on screen uh, with superhero movies. And that's the Winter Soldier, because they've got that mm. kind of screeching thing that comes up yeah. whenever the Winter Soldier is going to be around. And you hear it before you even know it's the Winter Soldier. Um, and then uh, Wonder Woman, that that whatever that mm. crazy rock beat they have, do 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 do, you know, yeah. you hear that and you go, shit, it's fucking Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they used very little of it in the new movie. <laughs> yeah, almost. And and I think that's a big failing of the the new movie is it really doesn't feel like a it's one movie. It feels like there's no. like three or four different stories and movies that just get jammed together. Yep. Well, you're talking about uh, um, artists. I think that uh, the Doctor Strange movie did a pretty good job of paying homage to Jack Kirby as oh, much no. as, you know, it was possible. Not Jack Kirby. I mean, uh, yeah. Ditko. Ditko, yeah. I meant Ditko. I'm sorry. I know. I, mean, I know you did. Yeah. Yeah. I'll edit that out. Say it again. It paid really good tribute to Jack Kirby too. So. <laughs> yeah. The the, the no, multiverse. To, to Ditko, I meant to Ditko. Yeah. Which is really a hard style to kind of try to to do, I think. You know, because it was that that weird '60s psychedelic. Graphic. Yeah. Graphic. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when that when they were doing the multiverse scene and that. I'm like, oh, I remember that black light poster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did anybody watch Agents of Shield? I'm not consistent. All of the first I watched, episode, yeah, I watched all of the seasons up to the last season, and I watched the first episode of the last season. Then that's it. And I in there again, it was like one of those kind of guilty pleasures because it's not the greatest show in the world, but it seems it has elements at times. And it is as crazy written as anything you can get because they go all yeah. over the place. It just it's mind boggling how where they end up and and all of the permutations of each of the characters throughout the what is there seven seasons or something like yeah. that. I uh, I think they lost an audience because they didn't hit their stride quick enough. Yeah. Um, like, you a, you really got to get through that first season because it's like monster of the week, uh, you know, mm -hmm. problem of the week, that kind of stuff. And then they hit their uh, actual overarching story, um, and they start to develop the characters and just the weird situations. It's, it's like a, a Marvel comic, you know? They've pretty much said now that with the technology, the sky's the limit. You know, if you can draw it, we can produce it. Um, so they get some really weird. And when they get like the whole inhuman storyline, yeah. Uh, and then there's one season they're not even on Earth. You know, yeah, a couple. They were some of them are not shot. on Earth. I mean, quite a quite a quite a few seasons there, and you know they do, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, otherworldly things, and and just all of that, how it all interconnects. Um, which I, I, there again, you know, out of one season, I would like, you know, half of the season really well. And the other half I go is okay. But, you know, sometimes they see, they tended to drag things out a little too much, I think, but not, not a bad, not a bad TV show. Uh, you know, the one that I was 
I had high, high hopes for and it didn't really deliver was the Agent Carter series. Yeah. Yeah. And th- and this is this is just me because it was one of my favorite like little comic geek moments in a Marvel movie. Uh, the first Captain America movie where they're going to the 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 Stark or the Stark Expo and they have that establishing shot and you see the original human torch in <laughs> yeah. in the in the in the glass chamber. Mm-hmm. And I remember being in the theater and we're watching it, and I'm like, oh I'm like, holy bleep. I'm like, it's the freaking human torch. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, that's amazing. And I was like, when they did they announced the Agent Carter series, I'm I first thing I thought of, I'm like, oh, I wonder if they're gonna tug on that thread. I wonder if they're gonna bring him into the show. Cause I'm like, that seems like a no-brainer, uh, which then you could then stretch out to eventually maybe introduce the Submariner, but of course, no, they don't. And I was always like, oh, "Darn it!" You I mean if you if you're gonna go in that in that um, you know that that time period, you you've got a couple characters you should be referencing there. You know, the, mm-hmm. Namor, the Submariner, and the Human right. Torch, and they didn't they didn't do anything with that. Yeah, Namor is a menace. You know, yeah, right. Exactly, he's just a threat. And, yeah, and they didn't do anything, and I was like, wow, I was really disappointed with that. And after they already just kind of throw that in as an Easter egg, and I, I always that always bugged me because I'm like, that's a really big Easter egg. That's not like you know, oh, his tube is in the corner of the World's Fair, and if you look to the left, you could just see it behind that palm tree. It's like, <laughs> no, he was right there, front and center in that establishing shot. So I always thought they were going to do more with that, and they never did. It's like, yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, well, in one of the upcoming uh, Marvel movies, they're going to have Reed Richards, Xavier, um, and Namor as part of the Illuminati. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't know what they're doing about Black Panther. Um, you know, they're going to do the next movie, but but um, they're doing it without the Black Panther character. They don't want to do CG, and they don't want to replace the uh, place the actor. Um, so oh, they, yeah. they just, um, they're going to, they're trying to figure out now, how can we do a Black Panther movie without the Black Panther? Should be yeah, a sister. I, yeah. I, she, she took up the mantle as Black Panther in yeah. the comics. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes yeah. sense. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was a, such a good movie too. Just, I, I, yeah. I'm excited for this franchise, you know, yeah. such a very sad, sad thing. But, um, yeah, I like the movie in the fact that it wasn't really a standard superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a total, you know, the location, everything about it was, was different. I like that a yeah. lot. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a, a good, a good ploy. Yeah. Agreed. So what's the worst Marvel movie that's come out in the new MCU? Yeah. Iron Man three. <laughs> Iron Man three was pretty bad. I remember being very angry when I saw it very, like very upset. Yeah. Um, and it's Shane Black. I mean, what happened? Yeah, yeah, maybe I, Iron Man three. I, I've, it, not, I've not seen Ms. Marvel. Oh, um, that's the only. Oh, wait, wait, are you talking? Oh, are you talking? Oh. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I like how you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was gonna say that's my or other Captain one. Marvel. I, sorry, Captain Marvel was just blah. Yeah, they missed it with that. <sighs> it, it's a lot of because she's not a good actress. I, I think yeah, I think I, I think you're right. I didn't like her. I didn't like her. Yeah, and she I, becomes more unlikable with each rewatch. Like so, <laughs> at fifteenth time, I just don't like her. 
the cameos you made in the Avengers movies are good. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Fine. Thank you. I'm just. Right. I, I, I don't. Um, yeah. I, I just. <sighs> she didn't bother me in yeah. Kong Skull Island. I thought she was fine in that movie. Yeah. That mm -hmm. was her, right? Yes. Really? Yeah, I believe. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I you just... mean the actor, actress, not not Captain Marvel. <laughs> I yeah, thought you were yeah. making a right. joke. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. I couldn't tell you who played in Skull Island. Same actresses in Captain Marvel. Oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd say that's pretty much my least favorite Marvel one. Um, and it's funny. I didn't. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I didn't like uh, the, the very first Thor movie. I, I didn't like that one. It's kind of, yeah. Yeah. I like it yeah. better the more I've watched it. The same with yeah. the first Captain America movie. Both of the, those movies I thought were kind of flat at first, but then after multiple rewatches, I really, it's because I was just tired of seeing an origin story, right? But I think they did a really good job of, of doing the origin stories. Yeah, I I dislike the the first Spider Man, and I dislike the second first Spider Man, <laughs> and I dislike the third first Spider Man. Oh, so no. there you go. With Tom Holland, you, you didn't like I Homecoming. Didn't like any of them. I didn't like any oh. of them. None of them seemed to capture Spider Man. I grew up with Spider Man, and none of them just seemed to capture <laughs> the the character. I grew up that, with Spider Man, sir, and you right. are no Spider Man. You, <laughs> you have not captured him. <laughs> He is no mere I liked, Pokemon. I like Spider-Man in the Avengers. Yeah. I like yeah. the, the character and I liked how they used him and everything. I just, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, there's something about the, the character. And he was one of my favorite characters when I was reading comics in the 60s. And nobody, nobody has seemed to capture the, the essence of Spider-Man for me. It's the same with Doctor Strange. I like, uh, uh. Come your snatch, come come <laughs> bun. I like I like him. I think he's a pretty good actor. That I just comes soon. you know there again. I just don't think that he's he just didn't capture the essence of Doctor Strange for me. You know, I'm very I'm going to be very picky about it. You know, because he's I your think, character, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, but uh, yeah, I, yeah. I don't I haven't watched. I, I have to be perfectly honest here i haven't watched a bunch of these marvel movies you guys are talking about because i don't particularly like the genre real well um some of them there again you know some of what i've watched and i agree with tar um, i didn't like any the only thor movie i liked was ragnarok and i i thought the other ones were just i just didn't like them they were probably good movies or just not what i was into you know that i don't want to say they're bad movies um, just not not particularly what I was into, and a lot of the Marvel stuff is that way. A bunch of the X Men, uh, there again, oh, I grew yeah. up with the X Men, and and the the movies don't capture something that there was an essence of the X Men, and they they weren't the original X Men either, so that you know made a big difference for me too. I would like to have seen the original X Men, even you know they were you know, uh, and pre you know Hank, you know being a a real animal you know, but being just the 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 brutish guy that he was you know he had become. Um, the uh, Fantastic Four, the mo Fantastic Four, I thought those were horrible movies. Um, the Roger Corman one was the best, probably. Yeah, it was. I didn't even, I didn't have want to see that at all. Um, so now that they've 
hopefully Marvel has got their properties back. Hopefully they'll be doing something good with it because that's a com that's a movie that writes itself. The characters are so well defined, the relationships are there, and and you have great villains. What more do you want? Yeah, I I think the first Fantastic Four's that wasn't Roger Corman. Um, I actually didn't mind those that much. Yeah. <laughs> Not the first. You're talking yeah, about the with the un um, Roger Corman. Michael Chiklis. Um, I think he's great yeah. as the thing. Yeah. I yeah. really did like yeah. him as the thing. And, and I think they captured the lightheartedness of the Fantastic Four. I mean, there was yeah. always this kind of whimsical element to those original ones that I read. And I started with number one because we had those little pocket. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what were they? Uh, paperbacks. So right, everything yeah. was super tiny. Like yeah. the first six stories. Yeah. And yeah. So I, I had one like, for Spider Man. Yeah. 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 Spider Man, yeah. Doctor Strange, Thor. I had them. Yeah. Anyone you could get, I, I had all of them. Um, but they were, there was something about, it was almost like uh, Hogwarts. Like the Baxter building episodes or uh, issues were some of my favorite ones where everything took place in the, in the Baxter <laughs> building. Um, but so I didn't think these new, new ones were bad. The, I think the ruining factor uh, was Doctor Doom. Yeah. Like instead of being, you know, charismatic and powerful, he just seemed creepy as fuck. You know, like he was the I don't know. You know he just smarmy. He was smarmy. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I just didn't think it was that bad. Oh. Okay, so the effects were really bad. Uh, <laughs> the stretching effects were ab abysmal. Yeah, they were terrible. <laughs> All right, so. They were limp. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, very much I, so. I think the, the worst Galactus ever. Oh, oh yeah. The second one? Worst yeah. representation of Galactus. Uh, okay, uh, but that, I was, that, oh, that was oh, from man. the Ultimate Universe. Oh, yeah, it's from the Ultimates. Yeah. Just terrible. That was like oh, seeing man. 98 Godzilla. That was... Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Gino. Oh no, yeah, you didn't a, say '98 a, Godzilla. I did. <laughs> what a horrible movie. Zilla, whatever the <laughs> fuck that is. Yeah, you know, I didn't mind the set. Like the first twenty or so minutes, that was the nice setup. You see the, you see the prince. You see the ship knocked over. I can, okay, I'm, I'm enjoying the build. And even the very first appearance, way in the back of the buildings, you know, it's all rainy and stuff. Um, but after that. Well, there's so many things wrong with that movie. I mean, is that the is, Matthew Broderick one? It is. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. yes. Well, there's the first thing that's wrong guys. with it right there. <laughs> you know, yeah. Jurassic it, Park in New York City. is. It, yeah, it's just so many bad things. But uh, that, that's one thing I'm, I'm going to be taking us through this year coming up is uh, more kaiju. We're going to work our way through kaiju. <laughs> You're really out. Thank you. <laughs> That sounds good. Everything yeah. from since 2000, right? 2000 and after, kaiju. <laughs> after we can we can do it all. Yes, all the kaiju, all the kaiju, all the kaiju, all the twenty six on, all of it. <laughs> yeah, guys. All right. Well, I think we're at four and a half hours now. If not, it sure felt like it. We're time slip, almost two hours. <laughs> time slip. That was a. That was not a slip, my friend. That was a time grind. There, so. <laughs> yeah. Time grind. No. Just Someone kidding. was just, just taking your balls and just squeezing them. 
good information. <laughs> um, that was yeah. rather specific there. That... Well, with with some judicious cutting, we could probably get this episode down to a. a, a we should make it a hundred minutes. Yeah, for the hundred episode. And yeah. the way I'm looking well, at it, you know, we have an by the episode two hundred, we should should actually have our shit together. So, oh, come I'm looking on. forward to that. Hey, it's I'm an optimist. What can I say? It's only two years. Come on. No, and here I'm the professional because I only had one drink because I know I got to edit this edit this fucker before Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll gonna be fun. That'll gonna be fun. Well, be <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one who can't talk after one drink. Right. <laughs> Throw me right. that whiskey. So let's get on, on, on out of here. <laughs> I can talk. Too much talking. Tongue tired. Yeah, you guys want to watch me take a dump? Say! Radio at gmail.com. You can catch us on Facebook. We Freaks, W E E F R E E K Z. Thank you, John. <laughs> Mark Justice, comma, writer. He's got a couple of books that he's, he's done, and he's got another one that he's working on that will be out very soon, and he's even got another one coming up at, right after that. He is on a roll. What can we say? Dr. Tar and Professor Feather just released a new episode. You can find that on Vimeo.com slash Dr. Tar and Feather. Sorry. Tar and Feather. That's who we are. Who's the other guy? Uh, Who the are we? Mesa of Lost Women is our newest episode, and it's a winner. Let me tell you. (laughs) You're going to just enjoy the shit right out of that. It's a hoot. And, uh, Radio Unseen at gmail.com is the one that you don't want to go to because that takes you down a rabbit hole that is, uh, my friend, let me tell you. No, let me not tell you. Just find out for yourself. Jump on in. Talk we're called, we're called Marja-sha-sha-eh. I think I- I think he's putting an order and for the blue fez is wearing a Nassau t-shirt. Why <laughs> is that <laughs> blue fez? What's going on? He's on in the Bahamas. He's in the Bahamas? Nassau? I wish I was in Nassau right now. We're all there. celebrating this. That just happened. Go ahead. Yes, we have landed another robot on Mars. The Perseverance rover touchdown it was all it was about as picture perfect as you could expect a landing to go and now we've got uh an even bigger rover on mars uh we put it in a a former lake bed so they're hoping to find um 
find some uh, definite proof of microbial life on Mars. And uh, water. We're, gonna, we're looking for and, water. And water, yeah. And I, and I think... And it, it was really, machines. Yeah, and, and it's, it was interesting listening to uh, the discussion that why they chose this. And they're like, you know, the software and the hardware has gotten good enough that they can do a more risky landing, you know. Um, and this was a risky landing, and it, it went beautifully. And there's a... There's a, a scientist that uh, talks about why going to Mars is important, and for you know not to take up too much time, but the one of them is we could get some definite if we can find some definite evidence of microbial life that kind of gives us a better understanding of just our place in the universe, well maybe the house and why we got here. So yeah, it's it's just super exciting, and can't wait to see you know what we discover on the red planet. Yeah, it's pretty pretty exciting. I agree. I'm wearing a t-shirt that represents the dark side of Mars um, that the sun never gets onto. Uh, 